0: here and move forward this never happened
1: it will shock you how much it never happened hello everyone and welcome to another episode of a thing like that a podcast about mad men as always i'm your host michael Vito.
0: and i'm your other host kathleen levito
1: and we're here to talk about another action-packed episode of mad men Specifically, Season 2, Episode 5, The New Girl. Kathleen, what are your thoughts on this episode?
0: I enjoyed this episode because I think it takes things like a little out of... I feel like they put focus on areas that they haven't really put focus on thus forth. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to see Peggy's home life. You get to see... Um, well, you get to see Piggy's home life. Independent
1: of her extended family.
0: Independent of her extended family and of her roommate, because she has since left mm-hmm. um, the apartment we first, first see her in. Um, and then we see... We have to focus a little bit on Don's new secretary, and we... Up until this point, we don't really see any of the secretaries, like, personally, except Joan. And then you see Don kind of wilding out and being Don.
1: Yeah, I think that's a pretty good way of saying it. It, it is... There's a lot of, like, uh... Even time giving to everybody, I feel. Yeah. And it's sort of like, it's, I think what we're you gonna say it's
0: quality time too. It is, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I learn a lot. Um, it's a good, it's a good Pete episode, and by that I mean Pete's terrible in it. <laughs> but that's what makes a good Pete episode a good Pete episode. Um, but let's uh, let's let's get into it. Uh, the new girl, <clears throat> directed by Jennifer Getzinger, written by Robin Veith. Um, the synopsis here, so we begin with Pete and Trudy meeting with a doctor about their fertility issues. Um, his name's is Dr. Stone. He asks, later they uh, they separate Pete and Trudy, and Dr. Stone asks Pete about his fertility issues. Uh, it kind of becomes a therapy session where Pete talks about, you know, his fears and whether or not he really wants kids and all of that. Um, Jones engaged the next day, and it's the talk of the office. Don gets a phone call from Bobby Barrett, who's at Sardi's celebrating the sale of Jimmy's new pilot, Grin and Barrett. Don meets her there, where they run into Rachel Menken, now known as Rachel Katz, because she's married to Tilden Katz. Bobby wants to. Uh, Bobby and, and Don have a conversation about negotiation. Bobby wants to screw down on the beach, uh, so they drive out to Stony Brook, taking swigs of bourbon all the way. They swerve and end up in a ditch and get picked up by the police. Don has to pay the $150 fine for being over the legal limit, or he spends the night in jail, but he only has 60 bucks on him and some, sub- some subway tokens. He calls someone to help him out, which turns out to be Peggy. Peggy drives Don and Bobby back to the city and agrees to let Bobby stay a night or two at her apartment to heal her black eye. Next morning, Don sneaks into his house to find Betty awake and she's pissed she never heard from him. He blames his accident on high blood pressure medication. He was diagnosed with high blood pressure in an earlier episode, Um, but Betty's still very upset with him. Uh, Bobby calls Jimmy from Peggy's apartment and claims she's at a fat farm. They talk about Marilyn Monroe. Uh, She and Peggy do. Um... Joan shows the new girl, Jane Siegel, around. Uh, Jane is Don's new secretary and very attractive. And the welcome committee, quote-unquote, of Paul, Ken, and Harry come to greet her. Don comes in with his arm in a sling, and Ken tells him that Jimmy wants to come in the next day. This freaks Don out, assuming that, you know, that Jimmy found out about the affair between he and Bobby. So he calls Bobby, who says she doesn't know anything about it. Bobby and Peggy talk about Don, and they get a flashback to Peggy at the hospital after she's given birth, but remains in denial about it and according to the doctor, she has a neuropsychiatric disorder, and also her sister, we find out, is pregnant, implying to us that the child, who we think is Peggy's for this whole season, is actually her sister's. Um, anyway, we NCP go for the more risque-looking magazine at the doctor's office when he's about to give a sperm sample, and then we get a quick cut to Roger's office, and he and Joan talk about marriage, how Roger hates it, and how Joan thinks it'll be different for her. Bobby asks Peggy if she's in love with Don. Peggy says no. Joan chastises Jane for wearing a low-cut blouse that's turning on all the men. Ken tries to impress her by telling her that he's bringing Jimmy Barrett in to meet Don. Freddie does his Mozart zipper thing with his pants. Um, Or he he unzips his pants to the tune of some Mozart song. Uh, Bobby gives Peggy career advice about being a woman. Um, Pete comes home and complains about work. Trudy says the doctor said that his sample is viable, which means she's the issue. And Pete makes some very flippant comments about that fact, which upsets Trudy and they get into a fight. We then have another flashback to the hospital where Peggy is still uh, in bed and Don comes to visit her and tells her to do what the doctors say so she can get out fast and put it all behind her. He says, quote, you will be shocked by how much this never happened. The next day, Peggy asks Don for her money back, calling him Don instead of Mr. Draper very pointedly. Jimmy comes in to thank Don about convincing Utz to let him do a show. Don comes home to find no salt on the kitchen table because of his high blood pressure. That's it. So what theme did we pick for this episode, Kathleen? Role models. Yes. Why?
0: Uh, because we see at least two instances, I believe, of role models and one absence of instance of an absentee role model. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one that I think I enjoy the most is the Peggy-Bobby dynamic. Yeah. Um, where Bobby thinks she's doing Peggy a favor, essentially, by giving her all of this career advice about... How to be a woman in the workplace and do what you get. like. These are the things that you have to do, and there are points in their conversation, and in fact, the entire time that Bobby's sitting with Peggy, where things start to feel a little bit soft and moldable, and it almost feels as if Peggy's going to change to like be like, oh, I've been doing things wrong. I should be more like Bobby. Blah 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 blah. But then, as um, the story develops more and as the conversation develops more, you realize that Peggy is a lot more solid in herself. Mm-hmm. than was originally proposed.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Bobby says something like, oh, you're so young and beautiful, and Peggy's like, I'm not your competition. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to play the same game you're playing. I'm actually trying to sort of, like, hack my way in a, in a, in a you know. Bobby essentially convinces her to use her feminine wiles to get a leg up in the workplace, yeah. and Peggy's very resistant to that. Um, and so you have this situation where, you know, it seems like Bobby would be a natural remodel for Peggy, but there's a clear disconnect about sort of, how they want to accomplish. There's a generational disconnect about what Peggy thinks is possible for women in the workplace and what Bobby thinks is possible for women in the workplace. Um, And, you know, there's a little bit of a sense that Bobby is kind of a... um, She doesn't seem to have quite the sort of, like, moral hang-ups that Peggy has about a lot of different stuff. Um, And so there's this kind of thing where, you know, it's like, oh she bobby is a little more sort of like uh aggressive and type A which i you know i think peggy realizes she can learn a bit from like when she you know i think probably the advice that um the best advice bobby gives peggy that she actually accepts is like you know you have to treat don like an equal yeah. you have to you know sort of treat yourself as an equal to don and that's why at the end we see peggy ask don uh for her money back um and not only ask for a money back but also like refer to him as don he's no longer mr draper right um which not only i think sort of reflects on this idea of peggy seeing herself as an equal but i think reflects on uh the fact that what we kind of end up realizing is that bobby's not her role model but don's her role model and we find out because they share this intimate moment um uh, in, in the hospital bed, Um not in the bed, in the hospital room while she's in the bed, um, where Don seems legitimately concerned about her and her well-being um, and, you know, gives her some advice <laughs> that is maybe not the best advice, which is essentially, a, like, put this behind you and just look forward. You'll be... Like, literally forget this ever yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is his way... Which... I... I'm a little torn about. I, I think in some ways it's good advice because this is not a situation Peggy really put herself in, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's also clearly not a healthy way, you yeah. know, of doing things. And that's, you know, it, it's cause it's spelled doom for Don, right? Like Don took that to the biggest extreme he could, where he literally stole someone else's identity and became someone he was not. Um, but I think, you know, there there's a degree where he 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 sees something in her that he wants to sort of like, you know. Uh, cultivate. Yeah. And, and and there's something about her that sort of, like, calls to him in a very platonic way, um, and w- which is something that Bobby can't grasp either, right? Like, she assumes that Peggy's seeing him, and that's why she did what she did, when really, you know, she owes him something. And she's seen a side of Don that I think a lot of people, even his wife and kids included, haven't seen, right? He went very much out of his way to... Uh, see so her in the hospital and to cover for her for, for work. Like anyone else who disappeared for that length of time, unless you're done in some later episodes, which is a mini spoiler, you would be fired, like very much so. But no, Don Don covers for her and, you know, it's it's we see that, that sort of like special bond sort of strengthen. You know, we, we get we get the beginnings of it in the last season and this season a little bit, where he's sort of like he and Freddie her become a copywriter and all of that, but it is when it really becomes like, oh this is something special here. Yeah. Um yeah, um let's see here so uh, uh, other role model uh situations, um one that's sort of like very it, it's comical to me, because I think this is obviously very intentional is Jane and Joan. Mm-hmm. Their names are so similar, <laughs> they're literally like a letter off, um where you know, Jane comes in as the new girl. Um, the college girl, and, you know, uh, she sees, Joan is is kind of her role model, and I think there's a little bit of discomfort of, you know, Joan takes a step forward, she becomes engaged, and then she's no longer sort of like the pretty young thing in the office anymore. No, Jane is. Um, and, but Joan, you know, sort of like takes Jane through the ropes. She's like, oh, you know, she's talking about a wedding ring. She's like, you'd like to think a thing like this doesn't matter, but like, it's the nicest ring I've ever been offered. Um, she's like, oh, you know, Mr. Draper's very impatient. Um, she kind of like, by, by calling them derisively the welcome wagon, like, it's like, mm. stay away from these dudes. You know, she's like, you know, trying to keep dudes away from her. But at the same time, you know, Jane kind of leans into this, this, this kind of like overly sexualized image a little bit. Um, and, and Joan chastises her for it. And she says, I see what you're doing. I'm disappointed. Your decolletage is distracting. Um, which is kind of, like, her attempt to be, like, you know, to have, I think it's kind of a combination of things where I think there's a bit of jealousy there, where Joan's no longer the center of attention, but I also do think there's an idea where like, you know, have some self-respect yeah. and, and kind of, like, you know, don't be essentially what Bobby was encouraging Peggy to be. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I think it's interesting because, like, at first glance, you might be like, but Joan, you did that. Like, you were definitely that, like, mm-hmm. fresh out of college student person and everything. And so there is, like, overtly there's that level of jealousy, but you also realize that, like, Joan has aged into that role, and she, you know, knows probably the pitfalls of it and the benefits of it and how to do it in a respectful manner in a way that continuously, like, adds to your, like, career growth as well and, like, how you can be fun and flirty and, like, you know, get attention and play that game, but also take yourself seriously. Mm -hmm. And I think, so there definitely is that, you know... Jealousy aspect of, like, let's be real, like, you're never going to be as pretty as I am. <laughs> like, cover up. Um, and then there is that thing of just, like, like just, like, think before you do shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a reason that I'm telling you to stay away from these guys. Like, right, stuff like right. that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I do have... Uh, this is, like, you know, not as sort of, like, clearly defined in the episode, but a smaller version of It's like, I also have, like, Freddy and Ken... As kind of Freddie as the, the mentee and, and Ken as the role model, in way, mm. we don't really see like get a one on one interaction with them. But what I think, what, what stands out to me is the scene where, you know, Freddie plays Mozart on the zipper. What's so funny to me is that Ken, you know, he's this happens while Ken's trying to impress uh, Jane. And he's like, oh, you know, I've got um, the, the celebrity coming in. And that's actually like, one, one of my favorite lines of the episode where she's like, <laughs> she goes, what's your name and title? And he goes, I'm ken it's like i'm ken i don't need i don't need a name or a title i'm said ken i'm the ken um and then <laughs> freddie bursts out into the mozart thing and it, it it's it it feels like on one, on one level freddie being like oh my god is this what i have to look forward to is turning this dude and at the same time jane being like oh my god is this what i have to look forward to one of these young guys who sort me of is going to grow up to be this guy yeah. right so, whether or not there's, like, a direct sort of, like, mentor-mentee relationship, there are still role models, like, you know, in action. Yeah. Um, anything about Ken and Freddie? No. <laughs> right. Now, one a very interesting dynamic of this is Pete, um, because Pete doesn't have a role model. Um, his father, of course, died in, earlier in the season on, on the American Airlines Flight 1 crash, and his mother is terrible. Um,
0: <laughs> his mother sucks.
1: Yeah. So he's not getting much support there. And so when he speaks to the doctor, that kind of becomes his role model. You know, when he's talking about his fears and about, you know, sort of like his reproductive organs basically with him, we get the sense that this is the first time he's ever really had a conversation like this. Yeah. And he seems... He gets very introspective and it, it feels like this is the first time he's really had time to kind of express his feelings and his fears. And the doctor to his credit's very accommodating. He's like, you know, just because you know, he he's saying, like, do you, do you ever have an issue, sort of, you know, with performance? And he's like, and 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 Pete goes, I'm a red blooded American man, if that's what you mean and he's like, look, he's like, this doesn't mean anything about your masculinity, like George Washington was sterile, like this is this is just like a you know this is just like a, thing a you, have to, you know like you can't control it. Right, yeah, this is just this is just you know, a flaw in chemistry and not um you know, character, um, and and we kind of see that uh, in we get a little bit of this too when uh, tree says, "Oh, you know, Doctor Stone called," and Pete's first thing is like, not like, "Oh, what would he say?" It's like, "Oh, how is he?" Yeah. Like he wants to get to know Doctor Stone <laughs> more. You know, he wishes Doctor Stone was in his life more. Um, and she's like, "Oh, I didn't ask. Like, why? Why on earth would you would you would you think about that?" But it's clear that like Pete doesn't know. Um, how to act in this kind of a serious situation, right? He's kind of reacting to it a little juvenile, juvenile, you know, like a kid. Um, he makes some jokes about like, because <laughs> doctor asks like, do you understand how reproduction works? He's like, well, if you'd like to show some films, you know, um, and, 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 and things like that, um, you know, he, he doesn't really have room for how to behave maturely in this kind of environment. And anything, any thoughts you have on Pete?
0: No, that's pretty much not i got. Yeah,
1: I think another thing about Pete is that, like, I think his fear of having a child, on some level, I think there's a fear of being a role model himself. Yeah, he knows he can't set a good example, um, and all of that. Um, and and I think you know he says you know they get into he and get into argument after he makes those, those flipping comments about um, her be her having you know her being the issue, if you will, to put it crudely, um, and he. Uh, he says at one point he goes, well, I wouldn't want a kid seeing this Donnie Brooke which is, you know, in one way a manipulative way to say, like, you know, you're being annoying and um, well, maybe we shouldn't have a kid if we're gonna fight all this time, but I think there's a little bit of honesty in there too, right? He doesn't want to bring a kid into his life because he knows it's not, it's not great. Mm-hmm. He knows that he's flawed and he knows that he, is, he, he feels a little lost in his marriage and things like that and he doesn't want to bring someone else into that because he won't know how to act. Um, there are, I think, a, a, like, little other sprinklings of role model stuff in, in this episode. Um, you know, you have that, uh, Bobby says that, um, uh, what's his name? Jimmy gets kind of, uh, the reason he's not at is because he got sad and goes home because Buddy Hackett tells Jimmy that, uh... Jackie Gleason didn't need to make a pilot, whereas, like, Jimmy has to make a pilot and go through the process, which you get a sense that, oh, maybe there's, like, a, a role model relationship there that Jimmy's not li- li- living up to the, the standard of a, of a Jackie Gleason. Um, maybe, in some ways, Bobby is kind of secretly a model for Rachel, um, where, you know, she kind of um, meets sort of Don at his level in a way that Rachel wasn't able mm-hmm. to. Um, and 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 yeah um the 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 cop who pulls Don over says you know there are people kids who are on this road sir and they're not the problem is they're not just gonna get hit is that they're seeing bad behavior so Don's setting a very poor example for these kids um and all of that um and Peggy uh says you know of Don that one of her concerns about helping him out with the uh the, the whole situation is that she says, like, I don't want you to treat me badly because I remind you of this. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like Pete treats her badly because it reminds him of him stepping out on his wife and, and struggles his marriage, even if he doesn't realize it. Um, and then, of course, there's uh, Betty's whole thing where she's like, oh, my father has high blood pressure, and so she knows, like, not to give salt. And this thing is like, Don doesn't have a family medical history to fall back on. He doesn't know how to deal with these things. And it kind of goes back to the last episode where Don was angry and broke Bobby's robot, and Bobby says we need to get you a new daddy, right? Yeah. It's just a lot of this can be all tied back to like a lack of a model for Don. Anything else on the theme, No. Cool. Um, let's give out some awards then. Alrighty. Our Pete Campbell Memorial, who's worst of the week?
0: Pete. Yeah, obviously (laughs) Pete.
1: Um He uh He's so very immature well the immaturity is like one thing well it's just like yeah he's just so mean like he, he's so mean he's, he doesn't take Trudy's uh, feelings into consideration at all he's very rude about it um, he's just a real dick I don't really know how else to describe it, I it, it, it there's a reason the award's named after yeah. him I feel like I say said that, said that all the time when we talk about him but it's truly the worst
0: He's truly the worst
1: alright uh, then there's the uh, Roger Stern Memorial quote of the week
0: I never remember quotes
1: so this actually does come from Pete um, and it's an exchange uh, when the doctor said, goes to Pete goes I'd like you to schedule a time with the nurse for a semen analysis and Pete goes whenever she's free is <laughs> actually quite funny um, the, the other one I wrote down is when Tilden meets Don and Bobby um and don's like oh you know her her husband's a comedian who works with uh us and dylan just goes i love comedians (laughs) (laughs) which is like the most milquetoast thing you could say in this situation (laughs) um it's just like oh man what a dork you (laughs) down from don although maybe in some ways you didn't um should we go they're at the same restaurant yeah exactly that's true that's true uh should we go into foreshadowing sure cool uh any any that jumped out to you
0: um i think it just this sets the primer for a deeper relationship between peggy and don i don't think it's really foreshadowing Um, Yeah, that's what I
1: got. well so the biggest kind of like foreshadowing is uh, is Jane. Oh, true. Um, Because Jane will end up playing a huge role. Uh, She will end up marrying Roger. Roger will end up leaving Mona for her.
0: There's so many secretaries. Uh, I forgot. There
1: are. There are. And so her uh, her presence is a big a big thing. Um, The only one I really had was uh there's that conversation between roger and joan roger's like oh so you're getting married honey this is a very cynical outlook on it um and joan says oh are you being a concerned daddy and roger of course wants up father joan's child mm-hmm. which is a thing i always forget about um yeah but it's hidden while that? um her husband is off in vietnam uh Dylan, he wanted a father her child um, so I think that. also
0: the fact that just he's being very miserable mm-hmm. and Jonah's like, no, it's different. And then she ends up in a really terrible marriage. Yeah,
1: yeah. Definitely. Um, anything else in foreshadowing? No. Cool. Any final thoughts?
0: Not really. I like this episode. It's a good one. I like that it has variety.
1: Mm-hmm. There, There are... Two other like is this a pretty like funny episode actually in some instances and like the other two funny things I wrote down is uh when uh <laughs> when, when when we see Pete go into the the, the I guess bathroom to, to give the semen samples, going through like the magazines and he picks one up. Well one is just funny, is like for whatever reason there's like a, there's like a USA Today in there. <laughs> <laughs> He's, like what is this doing here? And then um, when he picks one, he like opens it up, then it's a very quick cut to Roger in his office um, playing with, like, a paddle ball. And, it, uh, then, like, very quickly it looks like someone doing something else okay. very quickly with their hands. Um, and then Jim walks in and she's like, you know everyone can hear you doing this? And he's like, he's like, I, li- I like to set up Mystique or whatever. Um, so that was very funny. And also when Jimmy meets Don to, like, thank him, like, at the end of the conversation, Jimmy goes, you're a cool cat, Donnie. And he walks out and Don just goes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, the classic, like, Don you know interaction but uh yeah that's that's all i have for this episode of uh, a thing like that um good good to be recording again it's it's been a few weeks yeah. um but yeah uh as always follow us on spotify itunes and google podcasts um follow our other podcasts real life oscar challenge with my roommate, Lars. Um, read our stuff on the Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Emma Vito and letterbox at Amerimike.
0: And you can follow me on Instagram at rise to the sun. Uh,
1: that's all I have for this episode of a thing like that. my have podcast. Like I said, thanks for listening and, um, don't, don't drink and drive kids. I think that's the moral of the story. Don't drink and drive
0: or else you'll end up in a ditch in Stony Brook. No one wants to do that.